1: and as per usual uh game of games powered by call jacob winning matters that's why after an accident you go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-jacob 844-24-jacob as always i blew that read <laughs> super crosstalk time oh so like, that's what's on it on
2: so uh, i tried to take the, by the way i tried to take a train down to go to the game oh mm-hmm. no you yes. can't take the train bro no I, I did
3: not know that the cliffs in san Clemente. Um, the train tracks. I don't know if they like. So this is
1: like the, coast, the, yeah, surf line. That, the yeah. coaster. Right. The The coaster, So line. yeah, like
3: I usually take it from Solana Beach right here to Union Station. Can't do it anymore. Huh. Cannot do it. Why? Because the cliffs. Soil in, erosion. Right. The cliffs in that area in oh, San Clemente. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. So it's horrible. It's like so, I was in. Um, oh gosh, where was I? A couple of weeks ago, and they have this train station. I'm like, yo, what's going on? They're like, no, I'm dead empty. No, no trains. Wow, scary. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was gonna pop down
1: there see a game. I was like, oh, all right. That's uh, I used not to take it down in. there to see my in-laws, and yeah. it was totally great. It's right,
2: I mean, but it's a perhaps never to return type of really? situation. Really, it's done for good. Well, well no, like but, a
3: long time and a lot of money to
2: fix yeah, it. Yeah, they're gonna have to do some things that people probably don't want them to do, which is build tunnels instead of going along the coastline, which is the whole draw of the train. This is yeah. a separate discussion, but right. yeah, I was bummed out. I really wanted to do that. No mas, can't do it. So, uh,
1: how about those Lakers, huh?
2: Yeah how'd that go?
1: John
4: well i I think it was somewhat predictable. they They're not a great three point shooting team, and they're not yet a good defensive team, and those are the two things you need to be to beat the Warriors. The Warriors are the best team in the league, easily. Yes. They look like they uh, they could play in the finals right now. They
1: just throw guys at you. And by the way,
4: another elite team in the West is the Clippers, who they play tomorrow night. But those are the two things that the Lakers have to solve immediately. One,
1: three-point
2: shooting, and the other one, defense. I have a question for you specifically, which is this. Do you think that because of the – I don't want to say the national profile of the Lakers, but do you think that there's something extra added to the fact that they probably get more national games than anybody not named the Warriors? And if you're consistently getting blown out on national television, Mm -hmm. that's got to affect morale. In a way that is not the same as if you're—I don't know—the Hornets. Not that they ever would be, but there's something to say for the fact that, like, man, if they got to go through 40 more games that everybody in the country sees, and it doesn't get better than this, that affects the actual day to day because you know how it—you know—you know how sort of on the on the platform you are.
4: I think that's fair. Um, but I also think that when you come to play for the Lakers, you realize it's kind of championship or bust. Mm-hmm. Like they don't oh. raise banners for winning divisions or conferences. Almost every other team does. Maybe the Celtics don't. But the goal for the Lakers is you're either going to win the whole thing or the season's a failure. Like Mace, you would agree that the Dodgers season, as Epic great as failure. it was, failure. Epic failure. Um, and
1: so. What do you. Uh-uh. Uh, my well, client, I guess that's one more. I would say a that's long a long way
4: of answering the question of yeah. yes. It's a fair point, but it really doesn't matter because if they're not competing for championships, the whole thing's a failure anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like Rob Plink, if he was here, would say, we compete for championships and that's it. And last night, you can tell we're not there yet.
2: That's kind of where I was comparing the two. Like, epic failure for the Dodgers, sure. Not an epic failure for the Lakers at this stage of the existence of their franchise if they don't win a championship. Oh, no, no, Like, you know what I mean? Let's just be realistic in terms of how hard it is to do that. That's that's what I meant. I mean, for the Dodgers, yeah. I mean, let's not forget that Dave Roberts himself said this team will be winning the championship before the season ever started. I'll give you a good example. I, I think, Mace, tell me if you agree with this. Okay.
4: If USC made the football playoff this year, yep. they probably have to win, run out because they lost a successful a season. That. That's. But they would say, and then they made, let's say they even made it to the title game and they lose, they would say the season's a failure. Right. If UCLA made it, just to the playoff and even got blown out in the first game of the playoff, they would say hugely successful season. Different standards, As wouldn't a, you think? Um, Perhaps. Are you As saying Trojan? traditionally
3: speaking or yes. right now?
4: No, like Mace, You As a Trojan if you made it fan, to the playoff and got blown out, good season or bad season? That's a good season. Good season. season. That's a good season. Yeah, see, it's,
3: it's-
1: – it's Most USC they, fans
4: I know would say, "Nope, got to win." We were win it.
1: four and eight last year. Yeah, N- you know now we're six and one. Okay, it's so a, it's a whole new world. So, and if we make the playoff, which I think probably is a long shot at this point yes. with one loss, mm-hmm. but if we were to make the playoff, I would say great year.
4: Another cap. Another way of putting this: if the Padres lose to the Phillies, yep. All right, hugely successful season Incredibly. because they knocked out the Dodgers and the Mets had before the, that, right. two rounds. They, and had the Dodgers beat the Padres, but then lost to the Phillies. Correct. Failure. Right. Yep.
3: Well, let me ask you so, this: though. So, do, does everybody at the Lakers right now? Because, like, when you know how when baseball teams go to spring training, a lot of teams are like, we have a chance to win a World Series, and there's a bunch of teams that are like, we're we're, we're not really going to compete this year,
1: or we're tanking because yeah. we want draft picks and that do, kind of stuff. Do right. the
3: Lakers right now, with the team that they currently have, say this team is playing for a championship this year? Because that's who we are. We're the Lakers. We play for championships.
4: Yes, and they would also say the team we have right now, the roster we have right now, is probably not the roster we're going to have at the end of
2: the season. This is why championship or bust is a stupid way to approach things. Like My personal opinion, because when you stay too far into that mindset, you don't allow yourself to build. And what the difference is, not the Lakers. The difference is the way the league has evolved, John. You see what I'm saying? And the league has figured out a way to teams. There are four or five-year plans that have been executed by multiple franchises that have been Functional, never mind successful. And it almost feels like that championship robust mentality is, in fact, what is keeping the Lakers back because there has been no development of any kind for players that are not the guys at the top of the roster. That's an interesting point. You see what I'm saying? Last night, you're
1: watching Golden State and you're seeing. And they're doing both. You're seeing Kaminga, you're seeing uh, Moody, you're seeing Weissman, you're seeing Poole. There's like a whole new generation of guys that they have developed, and you can see how those guy how that roster is going to evolve evolve
2: the arrogance of championship or bust that helps people sleep at night is exactly the reason why this team has not won a championship since the bubble in my opinion that's that's kind of my thing and that's why technically in terms of the man to man moves I don't understand the Palinka extension at all at this nah, point I don't either I don't I don't get it because if if that guy is what you're who you have as your steward for championship or bust, and that's still what you have, one of those things has to change. What is Again, we talk about this all the time. What does bust actually look like? You know what I mean? Last year is what bust looked like. Yes. You can't have that two years in a row. 16 games under 500. You can't have yeah. that two years in a row. Right. I, uh,
1: but I think I, I think best case scenario is the best case. Everything breaks right. Make a smart roster. Best case is a six. You're the six seed.
2: That's what everybody says because they don't want to believe they're in that bottom Wrong, But, I mean, there were 16 games under 500 last but, year. But
1: doesn't surprise me at all the idea that they would be in the play-in.
2: Yeah. Again, they'd have to improve by double-digit games just to get I, back to 500. And by the way,
1: we're overreacting to one game, but that's what we do at Sports well, Talk Radio. why not? Yeah. I mean yeah, I mean yeah. by
3: the way were we the only people that were overreacting? I mean I'm sure you guys played Charles Barkley earlier today. Oh yeah. My God. I don't okay. one
4: game and he's called him out. Well, yeah. not only he actually one half right, and he called him out. Right, not
3: only are the Lakers terrible and this is according to Barkley, but this whole rust thing, make it happen, make it go away immediately. Yeah,
1: they have stolen I've, the right.
3: joy from Russ's life, <laughs> life. and basketball. Right. Life, not just basketball. Yeah, life. The, he is a miserable human being in life. Well, wouldn't it... S- I, let's just take the other side. Wouldn't it suck
1: to be Russell Westbrook? At I mean, this, 44 at this, mil? No, no, no. no, no. I'm but, talking about 47. Excuse Talk, me. Oh, <laughs> pardon me. <Like laughs> What's reg- three mil between friends, yeah, yeah. Ireland? Yeah. Like, like three reg- mil. <laughs> like Reggie Miller said last night, he's the most maligned first ballot Hall of Famer of all time. Mm. He is. He's, un- he's maligned in this town. People want him gone. People say he doesn't fit. People wish the trade never would have happened. Yep. I'm not saying that $47 million isn't great, and I'm not no, saying no, no, Russ's I life isn't great. His life is, you know, he's winning at life. Uh, Not according to Barkley. It must not be fun to have that
2: vibe around you in this town. Not remotely. And I think that that's something that also, again, plays back into the franchise. Like at some point, you have to be able to sort of see that on your guys' faces. And that's what makeup is in terms of how you construct rosters, in terms of how you put players together. And that's where we've had a difficulty with dealing with Plant LeBron. Because if he decides he likes a guy and then decides he doesn't like a guy, all of a sudden you've still got the guy. And it's really difficult to make a change in a situation like this. I do think that there is merit to getting him out of town immediately. I don't think it's because yep. his life is miserable. But I also think you present another issue in terms of, well, that's one or two or whatever amount of many more players that also then have to gel. It's not like you can just assume that whoever players come in are going to be a part of whatever they're doing in a good way. And that's you mean, you're creating potentially another problem. That
1: Indiana trade is just laying there. Is it? I think it is. I think Why it's do you think it has happened? There. I, I, I don't think they want. I think they want to see what the best possible deal is, and if they can't get the best, a, a better deal, I think they'll wind up with the Indiana deal. The one well, let me tell you what has Brown something Turner.
4: to do with all this is this Wimbayama kid? Yeah, because he is so. Somebody told me in Las Vegas when we were out there that in some ways he's. He's the best prospect since LeBron, yep. and in some ways bigger than LeBron, because—and this blew me away—because of the money involved in basketball now. An NBA executive told me this: the day you take Wemba you draft him, your franchise goes up in value five hundred million dollars. That doesn't mm. surprise me at all. Yeah, it surprises me because it's so much money. Well, so if let's say you're a team in the middle of the pack, mace like you mentioned, Indiana, Indiana. Or, you know, Clinton, you're from DC. Yeah, yeah. The the Wizards. The Wizards yeah. You know, the, the Hornets, the, the Jazz. A team that probably can't win a title this year.
1: Houston. Teams that, right. that are tanking or just aren't very good. San Antonio is really the one
4: to watch. They yeah. they seem to be like not even trying to build a roster because they they're trying to do Tim Duncan part two. Remember sure. when they got Tim Duncan yeah, and yeah. all took off? But anyway, so you take one of those teams. They're going to want there's gonna be a race to the bottom. They're going to want to lose to maximize their lottery balls to get Wimbayama, and when they do, they're going to be willing to give up their best players and take Russ's expiring contract or whatever your mm, draft picks right. or whatever. No, I've heard so this. that yeah. that is something they're also holding on to. You got to look at the whole board. Wait. Rob has to look at the whole board and say, okay, if I like, Mace, you brought up the Indiana trade. <laughs> if I do this trade today, yep, on the nineteenth of October.
1: Yeah, which would be Westbrook 27 and 29 for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner.
4: Right? Am I blowing my chance to get somebody better a month from now? And so that's all playing into the equation. But
3: you're saying that that teams that will tank to get this kid Mm – They'll eventually want Russ. They'll eventually want to unload players that help them win. In other words, and they don't
1: want. They're not going to want to right. win. They'll want to maximize the number of lottery balls. And a Russell
2: Westbrook-led Russ. team is a team that's moderately exciting, but probably isn't going to win as much as you want them to.
3: And they or would have an John expiring contract, or right? That. So then they're done with it the following year. Correct. Yeah, and that they makes sense. go and
2: sign anybody. I
1: mean, from a thirty-second clip on Twitter, I mean that Wimbayana
2: kid
3: or
1: Wemby.
2: Have you ever seen him play with your eyeballs? Has anybody... No. Like, no. Just, I've, I've just seen, seen him my I was in Vegas when he was there. I've seen. I've stood next to him, but I haven't seen is him play. Is he really 7'4"? Seven, seven, oh,
3: really 7'4"? Seven, seven. The,
2: wingspa- the wingspan four. is 8 Google. feet. That's the Cal- big deal. Oh, I've seen Google. him shoot three-pointers. I'm like, are you
3: kidding me? Google Wembaama
4: Gobert, and look at the picture of them yeah. standing he, next he to looks each like other. A thir- Gobert be always a Rudy Gobert operator. is 7'2", or at least one, and Wembayama is towering over him. It's... I mean, the one thing you got to worry about is a kid that big who can do all those things gets hurt. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a history like, Chet Holmgren already been hurt. Yao Ming got hurt early, you know, blah, blah. But they say this particular skill set, it's just been non-existent in the NBA. They, they compare it to back when Ralph Sampson came into the league. Yeah,
2: and he's not a freak. Like you yeah. watch, you watch the basketball games he plays. He's in the games. It's not one of these weird situations where they've got to run goofy offenses for him, or he can only sort of score out of certain positions because he's too goofy and lanky. No, he's just another player on the court who happens to be bigger, lankier, and a better shooter than everybody else there. He's a, ah. It's going to be great when he gets in the league. Yeah,
3: Kind of kills me, too, when I'm watching the Lakers last night and AD is shooting three-pointers, and I know that in the first half in particular, what were the numbers? They were like two for 14, something yeah, like that. one, one right. for sixteen before right. they he start. can make three-pointers. Can make versus is good at shooting them. Right. Cap, I, true story. Yeah. I was
4: watching him warm up before yeah. the game. I saw him make 17 or 20. Come on, really? Yeah. Who, AD? Yeah.
2: Now, again, not in a game. He, yeah. was, he was doing it in a drill. He also missed a layup. From inside the key on his own basket after the buzzer, when he was trying really hard to make it. And I was yeah, like, well, wow, right. that's where the Lakers' season. AD is right looks now. fine. LeBron
4: <laughs> yeah. looks fine, but that's not what what they need to fix this team. They need to. Number one thing they have to do is keep the score down. They got to play better mm-hmm. team defense, and then number two, they got to figure out a way to make open threes because they're the other teams. Now we were talking about this earlier. Lay off, right? They're G- Jim Clemens, the old Laker coach. I told the story to Mace earlier. Used to say to me. There's a reason why those guys are wide open. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And LeBron's smart enough. He figured it out. Yeah. LeBron saying, after the said game said, they're yeah. giving us these looks. Right. Yeah. And until we make them, I would give us these looks. So we so have got to learn, figure out a way to make t-
3: them. Tell me this, because um, last night I, I didn't watch a lot of the preseason. Um, who is Matt Ryan? He is a guy who is apparently a good three-point shooter. Who I, I
1: followed him. I watched just him for a bit of time in the game. Did not defend, but was one for four from three, and apparently they they believe he made can be six a- threes
4: in the preseason game against the Warriors. Yeah, so he basically Cap he was on the Celtics G League team last year. At one point during the pandemic, he was a senior in college. During the pandemic, he was at Vanderbilt, I think. Oh, and the powerhouse. Mm. and the season got canceled. He was literally working for Uber. You know, just, like, driving people. right. And then just said, well, I'll give this basketball thing one more shot. Celtics put him on a G League team, had a good G League season, ended up on the Lakers this year, and was the last guy to make the team when he hit those six threes. And
3: and is running on the floor with LeBron and AD and and Ross. Because he can make threes. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Think about that, though. Yeah. That's all you – you're top heavy. Yeah. And then everybody else is – because you used to just think, well, it doesn't matter. Take LeBron and AD and put three other guys out there; right. they can still win a championship, no problem.
1: Yeah, because they've done it. But now yeah, this team needs help. Did they you hear got... the big news about yesterday? A friend texted me and said, "You know, you've never done an honest day's work." What? Yeah, said I've never done an honest day's work. What does that mean? I don't do a real job. He says this isn't a real job because you're not like
3: using a jackhammer. Right, so yeah. I was so gonna say, so our, our S- solution
4: to this was Mason said, "I will. I'll show him," and we arranged for Mason to be a barista. Downstairs at Starbucks in two weeks. Bro, you wow, don't, you don't want to do one that. day, yeah.
3: one day, you one day. What day? Do you have Bring date? it. on. Do you have the date yet?
1: Don't have the date yet. Just, okay. just in the early stages. We just of got the him negotiation. To, We just got him to okay it.
3: I'm yeah. going to have a very complicated beverage that I am, day. I'm
1: going to come up with an order <laughs> Good. That, that you can't. Help you can but just screw cancel up. it and move on. <laughs> I will.
3: I will try like crazy because you have a orders. pretty complicated drink as it is, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I my drinks aren't as complicated as they are. How many words? At the end of
4: my order, I'm going to have like an order that has like 19 things. I was gonna yeah. At the very end, I'm going to go, and that's what's in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right,
4: so Sedano, and Cap coming up with a yeah, special guest, the Big CY
1: Supercross talk brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Tomorrow, our gambling authority Anita Marks and the talented Mister Roto Matthew Barry. See you tomorrow, Mason Ireland, seven ten ESPN. This
5: podcast is proud to be supported by Jet's Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
6: Yeah,
3: come on! Bam, ba da boop.
2: Bee, How you feeling,
3: Cap? CY. What's up, man? The big CY. What a day. What is going
2: on? What a day. Coming me off this you. TV show today, yeah, wearing the same exact clothes. So when I walk the streets, people know it was me. <laughs> I don't normally do that. I normally change clothes. Did not foresee this. It's also very hot outside. Very today. hot. So feeling good.
3: I want to just remind everybody. I know you're listening on seven ten on radio. I know you're listening on the ESPN LA app. But we are currently streaming on YouTube. Hi, and looking
2: very hot. Doing my best. I don't mean like hot outside. I mean like sexy. Listen, as the president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man community, let me explain something to you. Weather judgment each day takes an effect on how handsome you can appear at any given moment. If I walk out of the house and I think it's going to be like if it's 60 when I leave, Mm -hmm. but I know it's going to be 90 by the time I get downtown, I got some decisions to make. I might pack some extra clothes, a shirt or two differently in the bag. That's why this was so tricky for me, because I had to wear what I was going to wear on TV, but I forgot to wear something for what I was going to wear for the rest of the afternoon. So I was walking around sweating like an idiot all afternoon.
3: I, uh, I also have been trying to make like very subtle moves here in the last couple of minutes to smell my armpits, <laughs> because I'm smelling my... I think I stink. You think it's you? I think I stink, uh, because... Prior to the show, I was downstairs here at LA Live, and I was doing some stuff. I don't want to say what I was doing, we'll get Clinton, to that. but I was doing some stuff, and I'm and the, I'm wearing a t-shirt today. I don't want to say what's on it, because what I'm going to say to everybody is, if you want to see what's on the t-shirt, it's for sale, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Shocker. If you want to see it, you're going to have to come to YouTube. Yes. Okay. That's all I'm going to say That's about called it. driving audiences, but what I was professional, tornadoes. but I was like, I was like this, Clint, I was like, How are you like, doing that? like, I was just like, like, Hey, like I was just uh, doing like little moves that I was trying to get in there and get a good swim, whip, little swim moves. Yeah. Okay. Right. I
2: yeah. I think I'm it's, all right. It's not appealing to look th- at for me. Either. I think I'm okay. I think so. Yeah. You mentioned you were doing things earlier and let's, let's, let's just get right to it. Go ahead. You have Mo- something to Morales, say? Morales brought it up. In the open. Okay, what do you say? Have I been following the bits? Have I been listening to the show? This, that, and the third. First of all, I definitely listen to the show as much as possible. But most importantly, I follow the community regularly. If for no other reason than it's what I have to do because I'm in the community and the notifications do not stop. I got something to say to the community. Is it good or bad what you're about to say? It's not good. Really? It's not good at all. When that thing started, it was fun. There was some level of frivolity. It seemed as if people were in the best interest of not only each other, but the program as well. Never mind the station. This is why things like the 710 Mandy Awards, whose lovely posters behind you, were fantastic. This is why 1,500 people showed up to the 710 All-Star Game. Oh, I get that. It's not cool anymore. The community's not cool. No. Come on. Guys are out here acting like creepy losers left and right and trying to outdo each other on that front. And as an outsider, I'm just telling you guys, it's not as cool as you think. Really? Yes. Like the trolling, I get it. It's part of the so called bit, but the other part of the bit is that we're actually cool human beings in real life. And that's what kind of makes me so weird about all this. I'm like, we know half you people. You guys are smart. You guys are fun. Why do you go to this like lame frat house level for every single thing on the community? Because it's not cool. It's weird. And like, I look at it, I'm just like, if this is how you get your jollies, that's great. That's interaction with the program. I understand that but I, I can't remember what I read the other day, and I laughed out loud, and not in a good way, Scott. I was just like, yeah, if that's really what you're doing, I hope you go home and tell your family that that's what you did to me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so like, we're at a point now where, I'm not necessarily saying I'm gonna boycott it. I respect the boycott, because quite frankly, just not playing varsity anymore. The level of the community has moved down to what I would consider to be a JV level of discourse. JV level. And as somebody, again, as television's Clinton Yates, and as president of the local chapter of the Handsome Man Community, gotta step the game up. This just doesn't work in a championship context. Wow. Personal opinion. Wow. That's me. In the
3: meantime, for me, I'm on day five of the boycott. Sure. You have my full support. Okay? I'm on day five.
2: And that has nothing to do with anybody personally.
3: And, And I, Clinton... I don't like a tweet, I don't retweet a tweet,
2: I don't quote tweet a tweet, I don't even originate a tweet. If you're not watching on YouTube, he has his sunglasses on, so we're in WWE promo level. Right,
3: right, Right. that's right. And brother, let me tell
2: you something, brother. I don't tweet, I don't
3: retweet, I don't like a tweet, I'm not even originating a tweet. And the reason is, is because things got really, really personal, and I'm going to give you an example. Sure. Okay, here's what happened. Somebody said to me the other day, Kaplan, you have become the new Mario Lopez. And I went, okay, that's it. That's it right there. That, that's, you can't, that's Yeah, that's just too personal at that point. <laughs> that is just way too personal. I'm the new Mario Lopez?
2: First of all, yeah. Mario Lopez, respected Hollywood career. That guy's on TV every day of the week somewhere in America. I go into any hotel room across the country, I got to see Mario Lopez's face left and right. We, Should we all be so fortunate as to have Mario Lopez's career? But that is a bit of a diss. Well, the diss was, hey, um, you know, when the Chargers left San
3: Diego, Mario Lopez was the guy going, hey, this is awesome. My hometown team came to my hometown. And what this person was saying to me was, you're the new Mario Lopez, and that hurt Clinton. I feel you. That hurt badly. I feel you. So day five of the community boycott. But I will just say this. Boycotts do come to endings. But for someone like me, I think you know me well enough by now to know this. I don't just show up. I break down a door. Yeah. So when, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when, when I rejoin the community. A, I'm breaking down the door. And B, I'm setting an all new standard.
2: I'm with you. You know what the community is about, Scott? The community is about everybody becoming an honorary member of the handsome man community. The community is not about all this creepstick gatekeeping. That every time somebody new tries to join, every guy on there is doing, telling them they're not LA enough, or they're not this enough, or they're not that enough. Bro, man, we're all out here trying to have a good time on the afternoons. You know what I mean? And Scott Kaplan, George Sedano, everybody else in this room shares their life, and it's fun. It's great. But these days, man, oh, I mean, it's look, it it is. Lakers level disaster. Wow. In the community at this point. Lakers Couple level. stars who are hello, the people on the program and a bunch of dudes at the end of the bench who nobody else in the league has ever heard of, who can't make it open 3 and everybody knows it. Just saying.
3: Well, I'm going to say this. That was a phenomenal <laughs> transition.
2: Give me a tongue. For real, dude. That was amazing. Listen, I am a professional broadcaster. Clearly. That's why we do it. Clearly.
3: So what would you think? Were you watching the game last night? I watched the
2: game last night. Yeah? I watched the ring ceremony, too. You did? I watched that. Uh-huh. I liked what LeBron was wearing. That was cool. He during don't... during the ring ceremony? No, not during the ring ceremony. No. We can get to what he was doing during the game later. Okay. He pulled up in a suit very similar to what he wore on his first NBA draft night for the beginning of year 20. A white suit. You know I like a white suit. I wore one to the Mandy's. Yeah. I wore a similar look to the Mandy's. Speaking of, I, I enjoyed that look very well. Um, Draymond Green was dressed... As my friend said, like the Notre Dame Leprechaun. I okay. did not like that okay. look. Didn't see that one. That was a little weird. He had a full green shimmery um, thing on. It looked kind of like a green screen. There were okay. yeah, a lot of I th- memes. Th- I remember, yeah,
0: I was going to say, Cappy. I feel like you might have seen it. You just don't realize it because everyone was using the green screen to put other stuff on it. That ah. a
2: meme. That was good. Yeah. I thought the rings were, I don't want to say, um, they were not as gaudy as I thought they might be. Oh, really? Some of these rings have gotten a little ridiculous, and don't get me wrong. They're a little out of control. I mean, they're obviously still not wearable outside of being on camera at a TV game. <laughs> right. But you're not going to be
3: wearing that ring around. No, just like. Just, but they were
2: kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, what I did not like was basically everything after the ball tipped off. Mm-hmm. That just was a situation where, once again, you look at the varsity team, and then you see the JV team, and you're thinking to yourself, this isn't going to get better before it gets worse. Because there is no theoretical world in which the Lakers can just start picking up people that easily and suddenly instantly gel and improve. This is a calcified problem and not just a flesh one at this point.
3: So for me, I'm watching it in the first quarter. It comes to an end, and it's 25-22, and I'm sitting there going, I'm, Sure, not bad. All right, you know, hey, uh, they're in the game. They're competing. You get to the end of the first half, and I think it was like a seven-point lead for Golden State, and you're like... Okay, not terrible. I mean, I'm certainly going to stick around and watch the second half. Thank goodness I watched the halftime to hear Charles Barkley tell me after one half of basketball, Russ got to go. He's miserable in life. They've taken all the joy out of the game for the guy. He got to go. So I stuck around at halftime because I was like, all right, yeah, it's like a 7-8 point game. I could stick around for this.
2: The third quarter was blowout city. That's what the Warriors do. They bang you out in the third quarter. That's literally what's on the program. They've been doing that for years. They come back from halftime. You think you got a shot, 30-4 to run, you're out of there. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what happened. This Warriors team, whether people want to agree with it or not, and we talked about this a little bit on Crosstalk, they're the best-built team in the National Basketball Association. And it's not just because of Clay. It's not just because of Steph. And it's certainly not just because of Draymond. It's because of everybody else on that roster can and does contribute and everybody on that in that franchise has faith in everybody else on the roster. This is where the difference between them and even every other team, not even singling out the Lakers, kind of exists. They aren't just reliant in the were in the way that, you know, people think it is. They're utilizing their strengths and adding to them as opposed to hoarding strengths and then claiming that everything else is just either going to add to or take away like they're building it correctly. And I think that that's something to look at when you think about what's next for this LA Lakers team. Barkley might have written them off and Barkley might have been overstating it, but reminder, they were 16 games under 500 last year. Yeah. That's and, the reality of the and, situation. And by the
3: way, it wasn't only Barkley. Like Kendrick Perkins went on Twitter yesterday and he's like, this is the team that Rob Palinka built in the offseason. Like I'm watching game one and they're terrible just as they were terrible at the end of last year. This is Perkins saying this. Yeah. So. One half of basketball and then one game sparked the entire NBA world saying they already stink. They're done after one game.
2: And let me explain this too, Scott, because I'm not the kind of person that just goes out and makes blanket statements without having thought about it. I'm a process guy. I think about my stuff. I just happen to be right with a reasonable amount of, of uh, success. The issue is that the path to getting better is really, really hard. You know what I'm saying, and every other team has figured it out, and it feels like the Lakers are still stuck in this mindset that because of where we are, because of who they are as a franchise, that there's a natural advantage. I just, I just don't think that's as real as many people think it is anymore. It just isn't.
3: All right, the big Cy is in. Shadano is going to check Shidano. in coming up from the NBA game that he's covering tonight, and we are just getting going. Plus. If you haven't heard what Barkley said last night, we'll get to it coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.
5: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and Good!
3: Wednesday afternoon, the big CY, Clinton Yates. What's up? In the house. How we doing? We're good. Really good. Now, my understanding is that Shidano is going to check in here.
2: NBA insider, expert, whatever you want to call it. He's always on the scene. He covers the league. Right. He's in the league. And he's
3: there tonight in Phoenix for the Suns and the Denver Nuggets. And is Shedano coming in right now? Pretty good game. No? Not here yet? All right, I got Laura here. He's, a, he's
0: out, out of now. I thought it was the Suns-Mavs, wasn't it? Oh, really? Maybe,
2: oh, yeah, you're, right. It is Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's Suns-Mavs. Yeah, are yeah. right. The Mavs are on the, on the come up. The Mavs who popped the Suns in the playoffs last year, if you don't remember that. The Suns were a team that was upstart in the finals two seasons ago, out early last year. The Suns have a lot to figure. Speaking of franchises in quasi-disarray, mm-hmm. the Suns have a lot to figure out between their owner situation, between the relationship between Andre Ayton and their coach, who I like a lot, Monty Williams. He's a brother from the D.C. area sidebar. Um, That's why I like him, too. <laughs> no, but, I mean, he's a good coach. He just ha- That just happens to be the case. Um, they're a team that, again, when discussing basketball teams mm-hmm. in the NBA, mm-hmm. you cannot just discuss one team in a vacuum because there are only a certain amount of players. And, hello, you have to play the other teams. The Suns are one of those teams where they tried to figure out a plan. You draft good players, you try to get your coach together, you try to put guys around in to win, and you let them gel. You know what I'm saying? The Suns are a team that have done that. The Mavs are quasi-doing that. The Warriors have done it well. The Nuggets lost a couple pieces of their arsenal in the last two years with Jamal Murray going down. The only reason I say this is because in the Western Conference, all of those teams are better than Lakers.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I think of the Lakers right now, and I look at the Rams right now. Mm-hmm. The problem that the Rams have, just using them as an example – is that their offensive line has been destroyed in the first six, seven weeks of the season. So every guy that they had has been hurt, moved, et cetera, and then they keep losing guys for the season. So they're not going to be able to fix that in season. There's, right. not, there, there's no offensive lineman sitting on their couch somewhere. But that's not an excuse,
2: Scott. That's 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 the whole point. You've got to find a way. Like that's what every team is dealing with. You see what I'm saying? And that's where again, I, I just the construction of this team. It's gonna be really hard to get good, the way that they're going about it. Well, and you just resign Rob.
3: I, I guess what you're saying, though, I mean, is that any moves that get made, those new players come in, and there's really no time per se for them to using the word gel because.
2: We're just moving bodies all around. That's what I'm saying. And that's exactly what's happened to the core group as well. People say, oh, you can't really blame them for being 16 games out of 500 because they never played together. It ain't about blame, brother. It's about the reality of the situation. I don't necessarily believe that if they played 82 games together that that they'd be 10 games above 500. I just don't. And you know what else? Even to get to a point where they played that many games, you're still working backwards. You're not just starting clean. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to still... It's called t- time on task. The time on task is just not there for this team because the continuity hasn't been there from a roster standpoint. It's unfortunate.
3: You want to hear what Barkley said? I, yes. And I, I
2: want to play it because I, I, I'm sure people have heard it, but I'm also sure
3: there's a ton of people that haven't heard it, you know? And I just want to remind everybody, whether you're listening on the radio right now, which is awesome, if you're listening on the ESPNL app, that's great too, but we're also streaming right now on YouTube. So uh, listen, I just want to say, I think we're very good-looking guys. Hey, I mean, you're yeah. the president of the Handsome Man community. What's, I'm uh, an honorary member, and that was only because of the night of
2: the man. That's fine. So. That, again, a great community moment, by the way. Yeah, we're doing great. So, just want
3: to say, I, I am
2: going to continue to battle,
3: though, for a control route. Ca- I got control- it. I got them did. to put
1: one on Lindsay. <sighs>
0: Yeah. What happened? Wait, no, to the you? point is for it to be in the control room for me and Laura. Don't right. This is not just a Lindsay. What's going fact? on? No, not, not a good hair day. their way around. So no, no, we could we one. could do it wide I mean, enough to we where went. both of us can be seen. It's okay.
3: You don't want to be seen. No, I don't care. Well, if you don't care, then I want to see you. No, I don't mind. I'm just saying they're working their yes. way through the, you know, you guys got
0: one, they got it takes one, time. she Again, got one. It's it's working. Unlike it doesn't the Lakers, take time. We got plenty of, we <laughs> got plenty got, of iPads
3: here, Clinton. Let's yeah, not yeah, lie so here. So I was like, trying to don't sugarcoat them We're
0: working. We're workshopping it, you know, through the...
4: Through okay. the no, that's not true. Right. Trying to bail, not bail, not bail not them out.
3: Well, wait a second. There's <laughs> Lindsay on... Now I see her. Here's what's going to happen. Let me explain what's going to happen. As much as I promote that Clinton and I are extremely good looking and therefore that's why you should want to watch the stream on YouTube... The reality is is that when Lindsey and Laura are on screen, the numbers are going to go up significantly. Yeah, we're trying that's to play to I'm our saying. strengths here.
2: Right. That's that's obvious. Right.
3: All right, Shadano is ready to go. We'll get to the Charles Barkley stuff coming up. Georgie, good evening, good
6: afternoon. What's, what's, up, what's going on, man? Good evening, gentlemen. Now, Cappy, I was listening to that last segment when mm-hmm. you guys were talking about the Uh-oh. community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got to call you out on one thing. Go ahead. You said? What did you say? You wouldn't like you wouldn't tweet you wouldn't retweet, right? You said all that. Wouldn't, wouldn't originate you a tweet, right? Right. You did like one tweet. what I like? You liked when I posted the big CY is going to be in for me that's tomorrow. So, you, that, know what? you know what? That's that's <laughs> allowed. You know what?
2: You're right. That's allowed. You're right. <laughs> it like, was about me. It was sort of different. I think that <laughs> that's like, a different scenario.
3: Me. No, you're right. But but George, I'll bet you if we went back and we looked at all my activity, I'm on a pretty
6: healthy five-day boycott. Oh, no, you did. I know. I But I just want I want to keep it. You know, I want to keep it 100. Okay. Yeah, so.
2: George, what did you? I mean, what did you see last night? That Laker game.
3: Wow! Listen to the energy. Just, just come right out of the room. And then there's the huge Sedano sign. The wow. Sedano sign.
6: Hashtag, wow. Hashtag Sedano side. Wow. Um, that might be the worst constructed team. And I, look, it might be the worst constructed team I've seen around LeBron in his prime, or whatever you want to call it. Post, you know. Right, Uh, reaching the finals in 2007 with uh, the because that team was not good, obviously. But anything after that, this might be the worst constructed team I've seen around him.
3: Wow. Um, Okay, let me ask everybody a question. Did you think last night was different than what you thought you were going to see? Um. That makes sense? Does that make that any makes, sense? That makes at all? complete okay. sense. Right. Yes,
6: I get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I thought they would be more I think I thought they'd be better on defense is where I thought they would be better. and look, I know that stuff takes time. Honestly, people just assume that defense is easy. Defense can, particularly in the NBA can be even more complicated than offense, depending on what system you want to run. But it, it it really was bad after the first quarter. Like the first quarter was okay. And then it just got progressively worse. And that third quarter, when the Warriors – look, the Warriors in the third quarter are just incredible in yeah. general. And the Lakers have struggled in the third quarter going back to last season. But it, it just was a sad state of affairs to watch because basically everything that we've said were their weaknesses are their weaknesses. They can't shoot, and they don't play great defense. And in 2022 in the NBA, if you can't do those two things – You're not a real contender. I know they're number nine, I think, in Vegas as far as title favorites. No chance in hell they're the ninth best team in the NBA based on those odds to win the championship.
2: George, there's an outside argument they're not the ninth best team in the Western Conference the way that they looked. And the reason I bring that up is because at what point does the Palinka discussion become a larger part of this? It's not always just player performance. If you can't evaluate the guys that you need to get around the other guys that you have, well, then you're not quite doing it right.
6: Well, I, I agree. I I would not have given Rob an extension. Not because I don't think Rob has done some stuff well. I just I'm a I'm the type of person that thinks to myself, okay, do I need to give him an extension right now through twenty twenty six? Right. No, if I don't, then okay, then we're just gonna wait and see how things play out. And I I think that the, the and this has been discussed. We had Sam Amick on a couple of weeks ago, if I recall That's Kevin. right, that's right. Um and Clinton, he, we talked to him about how the younger bus boys, uh, Jesse and Joey, who have done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. With, phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal with uh, the G League team. That, and a lot of these guys that you saw on this team previously, whether it was, you know, the Alex Caruso's of the world, right? Mm. Uh, you know, they had a lot of input or at, at the time they had input on the draft as well. Uh, in regards to a lot of these second round picks that they hit on over the years, guys like Kyle Kuzma, who they picked late in the first or whatever it was like those guys um, apparently are becoming more and more involved. Now, I personally think that's a good thing, but perhaps and this is me recklessly speculating. This is not reporting Love it. by any stretch no, of no my yeah. Speculate. Go ahead. But I- I'm just thinking about this from a human perspective. If the idea is that it's being reported, and if someone like Sam and, and other people are reporting it, I'm assuming that there's it's based in fact that those young guys are climbing up the ranks. Then, if I'm Rob, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to have some assurances here that I'll be able to do the job that ah, I think I can do. I see.
3: Well, and moreover, and think- but the, but moreover, to what George is saying, what what Amick had said to us that day was is that if Palenka has the autonomy to pull the trigger on deals, but Genie is more of a, a consensus builder, and if Rob is kind of on an island by himself and people aren't really so supportive, but he gets to make the call, he's choosing not to make a call because he doesn't feel that everybody kind of has his back in Correct. all of this. Correct. I see what you're saying. Correct. Okay. Yeah.
6: Correct. So he's not going to take a leap of faith on his own. You know right. what I'm saying like he's not going to be the one to go okay guys are we all jumping on 3 and then he's the only one that jumps you know right so that's my again that's just my sense of it without any actual information just based on reporting and then just honest human gut feeling right like any human in his situation may want may may want something like that
3: hey george now, look, george you got a couple more minutes or what
6: i've got Yeah, I've got like another segment, basically. Okay, that's That's what what I'm I'm
3: looking for. All right, everybody, stick around. Sedano is on uh, remote right now because he's out there covering the NBA. He's on assignment with ESPN. The big CY is in. We're talking about what happened with the Lakers last night. And usually it's an overreaction Monday after an NFL Sunday. Man, it's an overreaction Wednesday after the mess we saw last night. Stick around. More of this coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.
0: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at lq.com. Oh, what a song. I mean, banger. Come on. For Slow real? gym, middle school, basement dances. I was all up on your girl when you were in the bathroom, buddy. Oh. Whoa. That's a joke. No, it's not. I actually used to sing this song driving down the road and really thought I could sing. So we used to throw these brunch parties uh, at this bar to hang out in D.C. called off Sundays. The idea was that in the off-season between when the football season ended and the baseball season started, we didn't have anything to do on Sundays. <laughs> so we would throw these themed brunches. And one of them, because it was in around February, around uh, Valentine's Day, was, uh, it was called Boo Jams. And, you know, a fair amount of people would show up. We'd probably get 100, 150 people there. It was just our friends. This is long before the days of me doing TV or anything like that. This was just, you know, whatever. It was before, you were, before you were television. Before Clinton. Before I was, Yates. was television's Clinton. Yes, gotcha. correct. And, Regular guy Yates at yes, that point. Yes, exactly. And we, we throw this party and all these people come. And when that song came on and the acapella thing hit, I mean, the whole <laughs> bar sang. The claps and everything. It was one of the, my most, most fun moments of my life.
3: 1992, number one. The 9-2. Yep. End of the road. All right, George Sedano is back here on Sedano and Cap. Clinton Yates is in. And uh, George, what are you doing right now? All right, I'm back. What are you doing? What was that? Sounded like you were like... Uh, Sounded
2: like he was slapping a, a, a dip tin. You know what I mean?
3: I thought he was like, um, like cutting holes in paper. You know what I mean? Like for a loose leaf binder. <laughs> what, was that, what was that noise? What do you think, Laura? Did you know what that noise was? He was putting on his shoes. Oh, really? Is that what it was? Yeah. Lindsay, you No, think? I was
6: putting on makeup, and I closed I the I was going to say it was a compact. That's what I was going to say. Oh, Putting on makeup. I didn't want
3: to call him out, though. Really? You do your own makeup for an ESPN game?
6: Yeah, they <laughs> only have He doesn't really uh, need artists. it.
3: He really doesn't.
6: Have, yeah, it's really just to, like, so that way when the bright lights are on, it doesn't shine. You know? Well, and I'm having like that problem powder. right now. Right we now. Get you um, some we, only have, we, we only have makeup people when, like, Doris is on, or, like, a female, uh, uh, you know, is on the call and right. I that's so like if Doris is here then we would have a makeup person and I wouldn't have to worry about it got it but yeah it's just a little powder just so that way when the, the crazy lights are on it doesn't uh, like I don't get because I can I can get a little like oily on the skin which is why I have such succulent skin oh really um, yeah, yeah of course yeah you know it has a little you know it's a little you know it's olive you know so you get <laughs> a little olive oil maybe Um, but so yeah I just put a little bit of base just to uh, just on the forehead a little bit on the nose and, and that's it that's
3: hot
1: So, just a little tip, okay, because I I get a little oily too, and if you don't have the little blot things that take the shine out, just go to the restroom, get a seat cover. They work just as perfectly. I don't use the seat cover
3: for the seat. I'm going to put the seat cover on my face.
1: I mean, it's clean. It's but Don't like grab you're the not first
3: one. Yeah, you
1: can't get the
2: first. That's true. I guess that's, yeah. that's kind you of true. and you
1: don't you don't ever grab the first. Yeah,
2: one. Take okay. the
0: first one and throw it out. Take the yep. second one and use yep. it so to. Do y'all do it. that yes. for
2: more things than just seat covers? Because black folks like if there's something on the on the on the on the, on the shelf at the yeah. grocery store, you definitely take the one behind the first. one. Yeah, I always do that. Really? I did that with like my special. Yeah, I'm the same way. I always take.
6: Yeah, I always take the second. one. I didn't know if that was the front of anything. Hey, by the way, I'm
3: telling you right now, Laura and Lindsay are now part of the YouTube. Stream. Okay. And it looks so much better that all four of us are now on screen. So much better. Make sure you go to ESPN LA on YouTube and jump in and get involved in the live chat, which I'm in right now. All right, George, back to the Lakers. So, did we expect to see something different last night? I mean, that for everybody, it's killing them today.
6: I think the result is what we expected. But I, I think that it was what was jarring was how poorly they shot and how bad the defense looked. And look, the score was not indicative of how close that game was. I know the Lakers punched back a little bit and got it within like a dozen or whatever it was, or 14. But that, I mean, they they were down like, almost 30 points at one point in the yeah. third quarter. Yeah. Like, so that that game was not as close as that score indicates. So I think that, to me, was the jarring part, just the way the third quarter just was an avalanche for them.
2: Here's one of the questions I asked Ireland earlier before, George, which is, do you think that there's anything to the notion of, because this team is, I understand that the Lakers, I understand that there's a certain level of pressure and a certain level of exposure that comes with being at this franchise. But very specifically... When you play that many national broadcast games and routinely get blown out on national television to the point that the Barclays of the world are constantly talking about you, that has to have a negative effect on morale between franchise all the way down the fans. That I think is a very unique situation from any than any other franchise. You know, frankly, in the NBA in terms of how how it can affect you, it just seems as if that that cannot be good. To constantly yeah, be well, on a big stage and getting banged
6: out. Yeah, I'm with you because what ends up happening is when you play a game on national television, whether it's on ESPN or TNT or ABC, and the world sees it, and more people see it than just the people in Southern California or the people who have league pass. Um, yeah, it becomes a talking point all day long on every TV talk show, radio talk show, etc., etc., etc. It becomes bigger news because more people saw it. There's just a wider scope. Right. Of people watching it so yeah I do think that it, it can um, hurt at least morale I guess for lack of a better phrase now guys like LeBron Anthony Davis or whatever and even Russ to an extent like they've been through this stuff before that sh- it shouldn't bother them um, I don't think I look here's the thing that I think is fascinating to me and I sent the the uh, our text group uh, the, the video yesterday that Ben Golliver took of it um, because that was the only thing that was up from Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. and LeBron's postgame press conference, where he just matter-of-factly said, "Like, yeah, we're not constructed to, you know, do the stuff that uh, you guys are asking me to do." Like that's, and he just flat, flat-out said it. Well, well, <laughs> and then, he listen, said for... it like, super calm and right. super matter-of-fact. So right. I, I was just like, I, I guess I wasn't surprised by that, but it was like it, it, it made me kind of look at it twice and go, "Oh, okay, yeah. game one, yeah, all right." Because Good for you,
3: right? Because for everybody that is around the Laker organization that might be insulted by Barkley's harsh criticism, Kendrick Perkins' harsh criticism. I don't think anybody should be more upset than the criticism from LeBron.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, LeBron sat there very calmly and told the media after game one, we don't have any three-point shooters. And it, it wasn't like he decided to say, hey, you know what, guys, guys, relax. It's game one. They're the defending champs. They're they're really good and young and we're developing. We got a new coach, got a bunch of new guys. Everybody just chill. He didn't pull any of that chill stuff. No. He came straight out and told you with a lot of candor, we don't got it. It's
2: tough. I mean, I think that's and I think that's one of the things that's gonna be very difficult. Going into this season, the vibe was different. Very different. It wasn't oh, if we piece together a couple things, it's a lock, we got a shot. It was, oh, it's a long shot to piece together anything, and it's a medium shot to even get in the playoffs even after you do that. That's got to be different than what you've seen around this team in the last, I don't know, five years, ten years.
6: Yeah, I I don't think they have a As currently constituted, they have no shot at winning a championship. Right. Um, I think as currently constituted, I think that their ceiling is probably a six or a seven seed, to be frank with you. And it's crazy when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis on your team to say that, but it's just the reality of their situation. And look, I, I want to punch back a little bit at what Charles and, and, you know, I love Charles. Okay. Charles and I have known each other for a long time. He's like one of the, he's always been one of the nicest people in the world to me, but you know, reasonable people can disagree. Sure. I, I, I don't think that, The blame is Russ per se, although there's plenty of that. And, look, I can't vouch for freaking idiots on Twitter or whatever or, you know, fans at arenas, you know, doing stuff or whatever. I can't vouch or condone that stuff. But what I'm saying is when people, at least people in the media, are saying Russ is the problem, yes, part of it is stylistically. And I think he just kind of glosses over that. But the other part of it is the $47 million contract that they can't use to augment the team in a way that th- that would be beneficial towards them, and I think those two things are the reasons why Russ doesn't work in LA. It's not that he doesn't play hard. It's not that he's not available. It's not that uh, you know that he's not a guy that um, gives you hundred percent every time out. All that stuff is true, but you, you can't sit here and watch that team and say Russ and LeBron fit. And I, I said this last year, I never thought I would say that I would see a guy in this league that couldn't play with LeBron. I saw him and Dwayne Wade play together, and that was a challenge, and they figured it out. But with Russ, it, it just doesn't work. So I, I think that ultimately that $47 million, it's just tough for them because without, without that money— Or if they had that money, let's say, realistically, they could probably put a team around those two guys that would get them, you know, in that top four or five conversation. But because of Russ's contract that they're saddled with, at least for now, um, this is the problem. And that's the thing that Charles, I don't think, is quantifying when he's having this discussion. Like, he's not putting that into the equation.
2: No. I mean, you know, a lot of ifs there, as my my aunt used to say, if the mailman had two wheels he'd be a bicycle so you know that's not what's happening we're not close
3: Wait a second. I just want to slow wait, that down for wait, a second. What? Wait, because Because if the ifs and buts had blop and blop and bing, I'm yeah. like,
2: okay, what? Wait, if the mailman, what? If the mailman had two wheels, he'd be a bicycle. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like things that aren't going to happen and aren't really realistic on any wow. level, creating something that's certainly but
6: nowhere he, close to the true. But here's the thing, Clinton. Here's what I would say to that, though, in regards to in regards to Russ.
3: Um, <laughs> I'm really still taking that in, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ahead, George. I, Sorry.
6: You, you know, Same. We've, t- I, we've talked about it on this show. I've talked about it since, since before. Before training camp started, the Lakers are going to give this Russ situation about 10 to 20 games. And what did Woj just say on the pregame show on ESPN today? They're going to give him 20 games till about Thanksgiving and then re- uh, re-engage in trade talks and try to move him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm Woj by any stretch of the imagination, but it just val- uh, you know validates kind of the feeling that I've had that – this team knows what they've that they're they're in a situation with Russ that this is just not going to work.
3: Yeah. All right, George. Um, where are we going to see you tonight?
6: Uh, I'm in Phoenix for Dallas uh, against the Suns. So it's a rematch of that crazy Game Seven where Dallas just blew the doors off of the Suns. And during my first hit at the six minute mark of the first quarter, I'm going to tell you what one Dallas Maverick told me about how the Suns basically quit. In oh, that game.
2: professional
3: tease! Wow, very nicely that. done. Hey, um, while are you in a hotel right now, and then headed to the arena?
6: I am in a hotel, and there is a car waiting for me at the moment. So, right, if here. you have a quick, if you have a question, fire. Here's question. what I want you
3: to do: when you yeah. get in the car, I want yeah. you to go onto the YouTube app. I want you to go to the ESPN LA channel, and I want you to see how hot me and Clinton are today. <laughs> and by the way, since Laura and Lindsay have gotten on camera, the audience has gone up by ten times.
6: Okay, excellent. I will do that from the car, even though it's literally a two minute drive. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I do want you best. to see
3: what it looks like.
6: Okay, we'll do it.
3: And I'm wearing a special shirt for you today.
6: Okay. I will check it out. I gotta run, Have a good show. Oh, George. Goodbye, George. Yeah. All right,
3: bye. <laughs> George Sedano. Calling a game tonight on ESPN between Dallas and Phoenix. You can be watching that game?
2: I'll watch that game for sure. I like Phoenix. I like watching Phoenix play. I really want to see how they develop because again the other opponents in the Western Conference are as important to what the Lakers are trying to do as the Lakers are to themselves.
3: All right, let's let's uh, let's do this. We're coming right back with what we all need to know. And also, we've talked about what Barkley said. Let's play it. Because if you didn't hear it, you need to hear what Barkley said about the Lakers after one half of basketball. You'll hear it coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.